0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to talk about earth movements today that very well might be pointing to the fact that America may be about to be hit with an earthquake. Now let me start with a disclaimer. I do not know that there is about to be an earthquake. However, what I do know is earthquakes figure in very, very prominently with Bible prophecy, and a lot of the modern prophets have also said that there's going to be earthquakes. Earthquakes in various places, the Bible says. And for example, one of them off the top of my head, Shane Warren, was shown that there's going to be a massive New Madrid earthquake. So let me tell you about a conversation I had with my wife this morning. She was walking through the room, coffee in hand, and I said, "Uh, let me talk to you a second. So we sat down and I said, uh, Now, you, you have to understand, though, she's she's not a prophecy student like we are. I mean, she follows what I say and all, but in other words, she doesn't go digging into the Bible and digging into all of these prophecies like most of us do. But uh, anyway, so I said, Can I talk to you saying? She sat down and I said, Have you noticed the ceiling in the garage the last three weeks? No. And I said, Well,. If you look at it, the plates of, <laughs> that's the way I said it, the plates of the chalkboard up in the ceiling have moved. And that ceiling tape that joins the joining tape that joins the various chalkboards has separated. And I said, it's not just a little, it is all across in two places in the garage. In other words, the tape that seals the joints for the, what do you call it, chalkboard, whiteboard, what, or something like that, it's broken off. And I said, now, there's more. I said, so, we've lived in this house now, August would be 14 years, and I said, the first five to seven years we lived in it, I did not have to adjust the doors at all. The house was settled and no problem. I said, but about seven or eight years ago, I noticed that there was a couple of times I had to adjust the doors. Now, I'm not talking about normal doors, and yes, those have gone haywire too. But we have a couple of doors that go into our bathroom and also into uh, what we call it, where the clothes are the clothes closet. And these doors have this kind of a funny way of attaching themselves. It has this kind of a, a, a round ball that is on the top of the door and then you swing it into place and that ball falls into a little indention in the top of the frame. I'm not real good at describing all of this stuff. Carpenter, I am not. But nevertheless, I would have to get up there and adjust it. Well, I first started adjusting it probably, I don't know, five, I said five, maybe even four years ago, and I adjusted it one time and it was done. But about two years ago, I started, maybe two, three years ago, I started noticing that about once a year I was having to adjust these. Now, the reason I say this is because it's a real good way to measure how the house is moving because if it's adjusted too high, then the door is hard to close and hard to open. If adjusted too low, then the door doesn't hold itself shut at all and it just swings freely. So it's something I noticed and it's rather annoying to have to get Uh, some kind of a ladder or something like that to get up there and to turn this little thing to make the ball go up or to make the ball go down so that the door will operate properly. Now, all of this I didn't think was real important, but I'm going someplace with this. I believe I'm about to show something really important that is going on in America. So anyway, I said these two doors I have had to adjust. Now, this is four times this year. I mean, I said, you know, before we got to, before we left from Malaysia, I adjusted them perfectly. And I said, now two of them this morning are swinging freely. I mean, it's not even just a major, it's not a minor shift. It's a major shift in our house. I said, now my point I'm trying to make is our house is moving. Okay. So big deal. You say, so your house is moving. What does that have to do with America? Well, there's more. I said, now you drive a normal car that has the thick, you know, walls on the tire, a normal tire, you know, an SUV type tire. And I said, you probably don't notice the little potholes in the concrete. I said, but I drive a car that has low profile tires. Matter of fact, it was a used car when I bought it. And two of the rear wheels, the tires had to be replaced because apparently the former owner had driven over these potholes in the concrete, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, and they had literally knocked chunks of rubber out of the tire, and both tires had to be replaced literally within a few hours of me buying the used car. So, I am very aware of these little, well, some of them not even little, these little chug holes that come into the concrete. Now, here in the Dallas area, we don't have very many of those asphalt, so we're not talking about potholes. We're, we're talking about square holes that come with the concrete, meaning that it is totally squared off where on, sometimes all four sides or three of the four sides are totally squared off. And if your tire, if you have a low profile tire, as I do, then your your tire goes in there. Then first of all, it Knocks a chunk of rubber out of your tire, and then your tire starts losing air, and then you're down buying a new set of tires. Now, I realize probably most of the people listening out there, you probably don't have low profile tires, and frankly, they are uh, more than just a little irritating. I can't tell you how many times I've thought about just getting different tires, but nevertheless, that's the side of the point. What I am trying to say is it forces me to watch the concrete. I drive watching the concrete. Every place I go, and my primary objective is to keep obviously on the road. I want to have an accident, stay safe, and all that sort of stuff. But I have to dodge these, and I'm going to call them square holes or triangle holes. But they are—they're not like the old pothole in the asphalt uh, highways where your tire goes down and then it comes up. It's kind of a round hole. It's rounded on both sides. No, no, no. These are square. It's like. You put a square block down in the concrete, and if you hit one of those big enough and you have low profile tires, it ruins the tire and it can bend the wheel. And then that gets into some really big money, not to mention, uh, you know, the, the, the aligning the car and all sorts of things like that. So I drive around dodging these all the time. So I notice them when most people probably don't notice them. Well, let me tell you. It seemed to me like, and and I've had low profile, I mean, there's that's just the way, that's the kind of car I drive, okay? Uh, anyway, so I have to drive around watching these all the time, and I noticed these started about two, maybe three years ago. Uh, well, let me see, uh, about, yeah, that would be about right. About two or three years ago, I started noticing that there were these, I'm not going to call them potholes, it's more like square holes, square holes coming in the concrete highways all around the Dallas area, not just my area, I mean all over the DFW area as I drive around, these square holes in the concrete. Yes, they'd come along fill them up with asphalt. Sometimes they'd stay filled, sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes they'd drop, but they'd get bigger. But I have to dodge them because if I don't dodge them, I'm buying a new tire and maybe even a new wheel, too. So I'm more aware of them. So I asked Leslie, I said, so have you noticed these, an increase of those? And she said yes, too. And as a matter of fact, I mentioned this casually on the radio one time. And after that, I got several emails at AskStan at com. Several people said, yeah, you know, I have noticed these, I'll call them square holes, in the concrete highways, not the asphalt. There may be problems with the asphalt too, but I'm talking about the concrete. Those concrete square holes, and it's not just the DFW area. From the emails I got, it's happening all over. But I can only attest to the fact that it's happening a lot in the DFW area. Now, what's my point? Why did I spend eight minutes of the radio time, precious minutes of the radio time, talking about this? Because I think that America is under judgment. To me, this says judgment. This is saying that God is giving us a subtle warning. He's saying we're getting closer and closer and closer to judgment. And earthquakes is only part of the judgment. But today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about earthquakes. Now let's go to halturner.com. And I just signed up to where I'm actually one of his members, I don't know what it costs, 10 or $15 a month or something like that, to get the information. But I'm getting all of his information because I think that much of him. This particular article says, June 8, 2019, headline, Carbon Monoxide Gas Spewing From Ground Signals Possible Coming Earthquake for Eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Now, what is significant about eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey? Answer, oil. Big oil. Lots and lots of oil. In preparation for this broadcast, I just Googled, these are the exact words, Pennsylvania oil fields map. Four words. And boy, it pulled up a map and it shows the Pennsylvania oil fields in an exact fit to the article I'm about to read. So now, let me read the article. Satellites in orbit had detected a very large and unusual emission of carbon monoxide gas coming from the ground in eastern Pennsylvania and much of New Jersey along the Rampeo Fault Line and the North Fall Line, raising fears a major earthquake may be pending. Now, those two fault lines I just mentioned, those are going right along if you pull up that oil map That's going right along beside the great Pennsylvania oil field there, meaning that this is not something small. Now, what's the earthquake showing? It's showing that carbon monoxide gas is spewing out of the ground. Well, I looked at this satellite uh, picture down here, it's showing the whole United States. And this thing is no small thing. It's covering like, I'm going to say it's about 70 miles long and about 40 miles wide. That's huge. That is a huge carbon monoxide field, this this gas floating in the air. And the satellite can see it. Let's go on. So this Goddard Earth Observatory System, which takes the data from the satellites and generates imagery for humans to use to understand changes taking place in the Earth's environment. This morning, Saturday, June the 8th, the GEOS-5 model is showing a major event taking place along the North Fall Line and Rampo Line in eastern Pennsylvania. The lower section of CO gas, shown in purple here, aligns almost perfectly with the route of the North Fall Line and the Rampo Fault Line. Well, my concern is this is right next to the Pennsylvania oil field. Well, what does that mean? I believe that that means that the underground is moving so much that a lot of this carbon monoxide and maybe even some oil. Is about to start squirting out of the ground. And I'm not talking about in the way that it blesses. I'm talking about in the way that it curses and destroys. Let's go on. So what is causing this carbon monoxide gas to spew out of the ground, he says. The earth moves. The continents move. And when these massive things move, anything underground is caught in the movement gets utterly crushed. When hydrocarbons in the ground get crushed, they heat up and turn to vapor. Most times carbon monoxide vapor. So these vast emissions of CO gas indicate the ground is moving crushing hydrocarbons, vaporizing them, and then the CO gas is being squeezed out by all the pressure out into the atmosphere. So what, Stan? Well, here's the so what. This also is from the same article. Headline, The Great China Earthquake, 1976. The 1976 Tanshan Earthquake, also known as the Great Tanshan Earthquake, was a natural disaster resulting from a magnitude 7.6 earthquake in China. In minutes, The city of Tangshan, an industrial city with approximately 1 million inhabitants, ceased to exist. 85% of the buildings of the city collapsed or were unstable. All services failed. Most of the highway and railway bridges collapsed or seriously damaged. 240,000 people died, making this the third most deadliest earthquake in recorded history. So what? Well, here's the so what. Two weeks prior to that earthquake, residents in several nearby villages noticed strange things taking place. In one village, loud hissing noises began coming from water wells. The residents saw water from the wells being forced, actually sprayed up by what is described as high-pressure air. In other villages, the water wells of wells suddenly changed. Some wells suddenly began to overflow, while water other wells dried up. Other villagers noticed that animals behaving very strangely and scores of ants coming out of the ground for no apparent reason. Frogs, turtles leaving local waters and coming ashore for no apparent reason. There were even reports of fish jumping out of the pond. Waters for no apparent reason. These geological oddities caused local officials in China to issue warnings that an earthquake may be pending because it was clear to them that something was going on beneath. And, of course, 242,000 people died in the earthquake. So what? Okay, well, here's the so what. At present, there are no such reports of any unusual hissing or water level changes or strange animal behaviors in Pennsylvania. But, hang on. On the same map, out in in the Los Angeles area, it also shows that there is gas leaking out of the ground in the Los Angeles area also. So much so This was a report on CBS News in Los Angeles reporting that, quote, tar is seeping up through the street and a loud hissing noise is coming out of the ground. Here is the audio of that report. Well, I was just gonna say that, what a mess out here. This puddle of tar just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Let me move out of the way. You can see some cones have been put up around it, but the tar is now seeping past the cones and we're hearing a hissing sound that sounds like natural gas coming through. And I can tell you a hissing sound that sounds like natural gas coming through. We're also smelling the the tar right now. We are right across the street from the La Brea Tar Pits which is a national natural landmark where natural tar has been seeping up from the ground for thousands of years. Now, the puddle just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The puddle just keeps getting bigger and bigger. A hissing sound that sounds like natural gas coming through. Ah, Stan, do you got any more than that? I mean, I'm not really convinced. Okay, well, here's another one for you. This again from HalTurnerRadioShow.com. Headline says... Magnitude 4.0 quake hits Cleveland, Ohio. Well, when's this? Uh, June 10th, 2019. So all of this is happening real soon. Article says The U.S. Geological Survey is reporting a magnitude 4.0 earthquake struck in Lake Erie just off the coast of Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio? Hmm. How far is that from the Pennsylvania oil fields? Answer, uh, in terms of when you look at a national map, not very far. The quake was felt widely, but did not seem to generate any tsunami off of Lake Erie. Oh, Stan, well, you know, all of that is just circumstance. You got anything that's really concrete? Well, unfortunately, I do. July 1, 1994, this is entitled The Three Scrolls. This was given to Demetri Dudeman. Now, I'm going to get right to the point here. I dreamed that I began to hear thunder and see lightning. The earth began to move and shake violently. Isn't that kind of what we've been saying this whole broadcast is sort of warming up to do? I yelled at my family, wake up, because something is happening outside. When I got outside, there was such darkness, I couldn't see anything. Yet, in the darkness, I could hear the voices of children, men and women screaming. I told my family, be careful how you walk. For the clouds that release this darkness on the earth, I heard a powerful voice, meaning an angel, say, I'm taking revenge against the sin. I'm taking revenge that they may see my power. Okay, let's just stop just a second. What do you think about America? Do you think that there's any sin in America that a holy God would take revenge against? Uh, Yes, let's go on. With as much as I bless them, that is how much I will send destruction. Now listen carefully. I will send storms, heavy rains, flooding, earthquakes, hurricanes, and tornadoes, because I want them to see my power and to know that without me, they can do nothing. They've trusted in themselves and in their own strengths. This is why I will punish this place. Now let's look. That's a, a list, okay? So first, he says I'll send storms. Have you seen an increase in storms? over the last three to five years? Uh, I have. How about heavy rains? Did you know that the heavy rains up in the center of the country has killed over a thousand head of cattle? And they're already saying that much of our groceries this coming winter will be costing us more because of all of the devastating rains. And what about all of the Tornadoes that have been hitting also in the central part of the country, and then the hurricanes. Remember, we got a hurricane that hit Texas, another one hit Hawaii, another one hit Puerto Rico. It's like the last three to five, maybe if you want to go back seven years, it's just been one after another, after another, after another, keeping getting closer and heavier and closer and heavier. Well, you would think as well like travail upon a woman. And that is one of the prophecies. For when they shall say peace and safety, Sudden destruction shall come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Now, let's go back to the list. Storms, heavy rains, flooding. Have we had that? Yep. Okay, so if you take it in the order, we've had the storms, had the heavy rains, had the flooding. Guess what comes next? Earthquakes. I'm saying that the prophets are saying that an earthquake is near. Don't know when, but it's near. Let's go on with the list. Hurricanes. Yep, we've had those. Tornadoes. Mm-hmm, yep. The only thing on the list, well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six things. Out of those six things on the list, storms, heavy rains, flooding, earthquakes, hurricanes, tornadoes, out of those six things, the only thing we have not had is a major devastating earthquake. We've had major devastating storms, heavy rains, flooding, hurricanes, tornadoes, all of that. We've had five of the six. The only thing, say it again, the only thing we have not had on the list, earthquakes. let go on with the uh, prophecy. Again, this is from Dimitri. The earth moved as if it were in water. The people lived in complete terror, each one yelling louder than the other. Not being able to understand anything, the earth shook so violently, I was unable to walk. Suddenly, in the midst of the tumult, a light appeared more powerful than I've ever seen. In the shining light, there were two angels. One of them said to me, I came to talk to you. I will send great plagues over America, and I want you to be aware. I'm the one who talked with you in the past and talking with you now. I've told you what will happen. Be cautious, for the time is drawing near. I will send great plagues over America that they may wake up from their sleep with which they are sleeping and from their self-reliance that they may see their pride and boastfulness. Okay, so what is causing America to sleep? You remember the scripture that says, For I set a queen, and no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine. So what would make America to sleep? Why, maybe the pre-trib rapture doctrine that says, oh, you don't have to worry about all that because Jesus is going to return in the clouds, he's going to suck you up in the air, and you're not going to go through any trouble. Well, do you think a major earthquake might begin to shake people out of that? I'm telling you, the day is going to come when those pre-tribbers will become pre-trib disappointed. You mark my word, I'm writing what I'm saying, And the pastors that are teaching that, I mean, I love them. I hate to see them make a big mistake, but they have misunderstood Scripture. They just have made a big mistake. So if you're a pastor, you're teaching that pre-trib, you need to contact me. I'll tell you what, you need to contact me. Send me an email at askstan at prophecyclub.com. I will be happy to show you the specific Old Testament and New Testament scriptures. There are only about six of them, and I'll show you the six best, and I'll show you a quick, easy way to understand and to know that there is no pre-trib, there is no mid-trib, there is no pre-wrath rapture. No one is going anywhere. We're all going to be tested. Matter of fact, I'll say this. My opinion, I think that those people that are alive right now, most of them will have the opportunity to deny Jesus. Most of them will have the opportunity to see the beast, and to take the mark of the beast. On to another one about earthquakes. July 13, 2008, this is given to my wife, prophet Leslie Johnson. She said, In my dream, I was looking down on the central United States from a bird's eye view. I saw animals fleeing to higher ground. All animals were helping each other survive this catastrophe. Birds were carrying nuts in their beaks and helping squirrels and chipmunks get to higher ground. People were scattering everywhere. Then the scene changed. I was on top of a house talking with a couple frantically trying to save their house. They were bracing for huge waves of water hitting their home. They were in a state of total confusion. Waves were hitting all of the houses in the areas. Debris and broken glass was everywhere, and I said, You know, we are four blocks away from the lake, as if to indicate the waves of water are going to go further inland than just their house. I knew the wall of water was about to destroy all the houses four blocks away and beyond. I said, I know how dangerous Lake Erie can be. My grandparents had a home there, and sometimes the waves would splash so high they came over the road and almost came into the front door. Then I awoke. That morning at church, the dream came back to me. At the front of the church, we had a map of the United States taped to the floor for intercessory prayer. During the church service, I looked at the map, and immediately the vision came back to me. During the church service, I looked at the map, and immediately the Lord had me relive the dream. Ask one of the congregation members to put his finger on Tupelo, Mississippi. I was strongly impressed to look at a triangle formed between Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, and Tupelo, Mississippi. The Lord showed me an earthquake will take place somewhere between Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, and Tupelo, Mississippi. I was impressed that Lake Michigan and Lake Erie will empty down to at least Tupelo, Mississippi and perhaps going even further south. A few months earlier, one of our congregation members brought a guest to church. The guest asked for a personal prophecy. Normally, I don't give personal prophecies to new visitors, but I made an exception. I prophesied a major destruction will come to the area the man is thinking of moving to. I warned him not to move to that area. After the prophecy was over, the man said the city he was thinking of moving to was Tupelo, Mississippi. That was July 13th, 2008. Now, I've given you several reasons why we are very probably going to be hit with an earthquake, and it probably won't be too much longer. Now, let me tell you about my book. A couple of years ago, I began to memorize Revelation. Frankly, I didn't even think I'd be able to really memorize the whole thing. I didn't even start at verse 1. I started at verse 8, because the first seven verses look too complicated to memorize. But what happened was as I started memorizing it, I started getting revelations. We're talking about information from the throne of God. Matter of fact, I got 30 revelations and two visions and one audible voice. The audible voice, I'll go ahead and tell you what that said. The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. Unquote. I heard an audible voice. Tell me that. Now, of course, I had it backed up uh, with scripture, and I do explain that in the book. But what I was shown is a single word found in Leviticus links through time to the same single word in the book of Revelation. And that single word is first fruits. When you understand that word, all of a sudden the seven feasts given to Moses are actually a pattern a pattern that plays out the last seven months of the world, starting with first fruits and ending and concluding with tabernacles. Those seven feasts are a pattern. They portray the way the prophecies of Revelation lay out for the first time. And so far, no one has been able to defeat me on this. I don't think anybody on planet Earth has been given the information in this book. Now, I'm not saying I'm something special. I'm saying it's the last days. I'm saying that God has given this extra information to the world because we are in the last days, because the tribulation seven years is about to start. The beast is about to be released into the world. And brothers and sisters, you had better start knowing Bible prophecy. I'm called of God to teach Bible prophecy. You read my book, and I don't think you'll have a question about that. And I don't think you know anything that is in my book. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just trying to tell you, you get this book, and you'll be really, really glad you got it. One for 20, five for 30, 10, 50, 55. One book for 20, but don't do that. You want to get five for 30. That way it gives you four books to just give away best deal is 10 for 55 and then really kind of a church deal is you get a whole case of them that's 60 books per gift of 250 dollars that way the whole church can just spread them around you got other books to hand around to other people one for twenty, five for 30 10 for 55 60 for 250 dollars you get it at prophecyclub.com prophecyclub.com the secret door to Understand Bible Prophecy. 1 for 25, for 30, 10 for 55, case of 60, for a gift of $250. Get the book, read it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. The Prophecy Club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support.